Hello and welcome back to the Yesteryear Podcast. As always, I am James. I'm joined by my possibly very tired co-host, Beth. Beth, I know it's been a week for you. I hope you're doing all right tonight. Yep, I'm fantastic. <laughs> that sounds it. That's, that's good. Well, it's officially turkey week and I'm extremely excited. I actually had to take the uh, turkey out of the fridge last night, out of the freezer last night, so it would thaw, be, be good. I had it sitting out and got the counter soaked, so that's not good. Um, it's quite a large turkey for only four people and two of which are probably not going to eat that much of it. So, uh, I don't know. Nor we have dogs. Yeah. Right. Um, as we discussed, I'm, uh, I'm more interested in the sides though, the desserts. So <laughs> I actually did go shopping tonight and got more pies, got pies, <laughs> pies, pies, pies. And of course, Cool Whip. So. Are you doing, um, the banana pudding this year? Oh. <gasps> No, you didn't say that. I asked. Dang it, man. You know what? We still can. There's still time. Hmm. We'll get it done. There's still time. I Yes, I, I think we can make that happen. Um, I think this year I'm going to start making stuff on Wednesday, though. Um, so that way I don't have to spend all of Thursday in the kitchen because, you know, my, my Thanksgivings are always really rough. It's just me doing a lot it's of, just you doing all of cooking, cooking all yeah. dang day. And then, then I just want to sleep. <laughs> so, At least you um, work up an appetite. Yeah, I do. You know, I had a quick question for you and, yeah. and it's a little off topic, um, which normally my questions for you are. Um, and I don't know if we're going to do the Little Mermaid. I think that would that'd be a good one to review. I told you it was off topic. That is off topic. <laughs> Say that you were fishing and you're a fisherman to fish and you catch a mermaid and you decide you're going to eat the mermaid, right? I wouldn't eat the is mermaid. It, Why would you? It's going to look human. Is it all fish or is it half fish and half like hamburger meat? Like would it be hamburger like hamburger meat? Well, you know, like, would it be it's like red meat? Above, right, but from its tail. So would it be fish tail? Like, would it be surf and turf? Do you, do you need to see therapy? <laughs> do, you need, do you need help? I might. Why are you thinking about that? I, I don't know. Because I, what, just, what, you're going to eat a person. But they're not a person. They're but they a mermaid. are people. They're, the head up. they're mer You're going to cut into someone who's going to be screaming and crying and be like, please don't eat me. Please don't eat me. And you're like, mm. I'm going to eat you. I know we have all this other food that we could eat, but I'm a jerk and I'm going to eat you because you're a mermaid. That's cannibalism. I'm saying if you're a fisherman. It doesn't matter. If you're a fisherman and you catch a whale, you can eat the whale? Yes. No. No. You don't eat whales. I think people, you go and you eat I your think sardines. there's canned whale. I don't think there's canned, canned whale. Yeah. You use their blubber to light your your lamps. And amber grease. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't. <laughs> amber grease. You're just saying we're not thing. Surgery. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> grease. Anyway, it's really that's a real thing. Look it up. Encyclopedia. I'm not gonna look up canned whale. Well, I think that it exists. Anyways, I was just curious what you thought about that. Like, I, mean, I think that I, that's a horrible thing to be thinking about. And then if you if you think about stuff like that, you should get help. Man, rough city. Mm. So if you are a fisherman that catches a person, and I mean that it's going to be screaming. 
Please let me back to my family. I have a family, a you, mother, a father. Do you think they would flop on the deck like a fish? No. Do you think they do? They probably scream and let me go. They're people. They're people fish. Mm. That's rough, man. So. <laughs> oh, man. So I brought up over the Facebook group on how we have a sweet little feature on our website where you can actually leave a voicemail message for us. And someone did. So, let's take a moment to listen to that. Hey guys, Dondi here. Just wanted to say this is my go-to podcast. I love the new episodes and listen to my favorite episodes over and over. It seems I always hear something new or something I missed, even if it's the third time around. No matter what's going on, you two never fail to make me laugh. I just wanted to stop by and say thanks. All right. Very cool. And thank you, Dondi, for taking the time out of your day to leave us a message. That was very awesome. I appreciate it. Cool. Um, I really do welcome all of you to do the same thing. And we will play it on the episode at the beginning or the end. Probably the end. If we start getting a whole bunch of these, we'll probably play them at the end. Um, so this week, we are reviewing the movie Whatever It Takes. Which doesn't seem like an old movie, but it really is 20 years old. <laughs> which makes me feel really ancient. Because... It it doesn't seem like it came out that long ago to me when I first thought about this movie. Um, once again, this is a movie that came out while I was in the Navy. And I went and watched it with a buddy of mine when it came out. And nothing real special. Just remember going and seeing it. Um, and I liked it. Uh, what I liked about it most probably was the dialogue and the little things that take place that are like quick but are funny. So what was your initial impression of the movie? Bad. Oh, no. Yeah, I probably wouldn't watch this movie based off... Because all I knew about this movie was the cover. And I probably wouldn't watch based off the cover alone. It looked... It looked... It's a very 2000-y cover. It looked like... Well, it looked like... Yeah, and you know what 2000s are to me? It looks... It's 2000s trying to be 90s. And that's what this movie was. It was a movie that was really trying to be 90s and trying to fit all what it could into a movie. And it was just trying really, really hard. Oh, no. And that's what early 2000s is for me. That's a lot of the early 2000, like, cartoon shows that I grew up on, yeah. TV shows, stuff like that. A lot of it was that fading out 90s kind of thing. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. Um, Did you watch the trailer? I did. did you? I gave it a two out of five. Two out of five. Gave literally the whole movie away. You think? It was like eight minutes long. Wow. It was like, it, it, I knew exactly the plot and the characters and exactly what was going to happen. And it told you what was going to happen. And then it showed the ending. And then you're like, oh, I didn't even have to watch this movie. I probably could have just watched the trailer and then showed up here and been like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, that would make for a really boring episode. <laughs> Don't do that. Well I, gave it, well, I gave it a two out of five. All right. So I wouldn't I, I wouldn't watch based on anything from this movie. I I think that the 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 trailer was enough for me to go see the movie. When I saw it, when I watched the trailer, I was like, "Oh yeah, I want to go watch that." And so I would probably give it a 2.5 out of 5 at least. You know when you're really bored, so you go on YouTube and you're like, "I'm looking for a movie to watch, but what movie am I going to watch?" So you watch those ones where it's like everything wrong with such and such movie. And then it goes through and tells you everything that's wrong with it. And it goes like, but it pretty much tells you the whole story without having to watch it. So you're like, oh, yeah. I guess I don't have to watch this anymore because I just sat down and watched it pretty much in uh, 10 minutes or less. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. And that's what this trailer made me think of. Hmm. Man. That's really sad. Hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> Don't move my computer, bro. Sorry. It just sounds like there's a humming somewhere, and I just, uh, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Well, Whatever It Takes was released March 24th, 2000, and it's a PG-13 romance comedy, or comedy romance, your take, whatever you want to call it. It stars Rom-com. people. Rom- it stars people that are at the time. Were, what was that for? I don't know. Rom com. That's what they call it, right? That's right, a, a rom com. Yeah, yeah. But the, we haven't done a lot of those. I, that's why I thought it would be yeah, interesting you know, to do. I, but I don't really like rom coms. I think oh, the no. more we watch it, the more I'm like, ah, the easily set up. I, th- you know, and I think it's because we review movies like this that you're, you're. It's like ruining it for. I was actually thinking about this. A lot of the movies like come out now. I was watching. Um, I think How to Train Your Dragon again. Love that series. Is that a rom com? No. Oh, okay. I'm just in general movies. Oh, okay, okay. So cool. I was watching that movie again, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, this is easily predictable. I mean, this is gonna end up doing this and this and this. I would rate this at this out of this, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, oh. <laughs> I can't watch movies anymore. And I was like, this sucks. And I was like, this is this is not a, that great anymore. And so I think watching movies, rom coms are so predictable. They're, I mean, you know what's going to happen. Well, let's take, let's take, I get that. I get what you're saying. I think it's the journey that you're supposed to enjoy, even though you know where you're going to end up. Like, you're like, if we know that we're going to go to California on a trip, but we want to enjoy the journey to California, even though we know we're going to get to California, that's, that's our ultimate destination. I mean, you kind of know what's going to, I mean, like with Ratatouille, you know, he's not going to end up on a play dead. I mean, that would be really, you know, it's going to end. Well, you never know with Disney. You Disney know, surprises us sometimes. You know, the one right, man with up, his... Yeah, up. I can't watch that movie. Frig. <laughs> I've right. never... It shoots you right in the gut at the beginning. <laughs> hey, look, a happy love story. Wrong. Uh, wrong. Wrong. So. That one was... That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But I'm just... I mean, it. it just seems like, for the most part, movies are... Especially romantic comedies, you kind of know where it's going to end when you yeah. watch them. It's just enjoying the story of how to get there, and I think that that's. I think what... that is that's fair. That's a lot of what it is. Like I really like um, while you were sleeping. Huh. That was one of my favorite movies. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the proposal. Yeah. That's a good one too. Right, and I mean, you 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 ultimately know. But I haven't watched those in a while, so maybe. Oh it's gosh, what if it got crud? I think I watched that last year. Hmm. Well, and now you're like, oh, it's garbage. It's not all movies. Like, remember, I was watching um, Into the Spider Verse at work the other day. I love that movie. <laughs> I, I was all teary eyed. Yeah, but that's not a rom com. Oh, that's an cr- action. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's like one of my favorite. What would you call that? An I don't. An action animation. That's funny, too. I don't know. Either way, it's a really good movie. I was kind of. Sp- Spying on it the whole time. That yeah, you I know you are. I really, I wish you guys. I know you guys like Spider Man and stuff. Like, I, I want you guys to watch it. It's so good, and like, I love talking about that movie because of all the parallels between Miles and actual Spider Man. Because it's you know the universe stuff. Sure. So it's so interesting seeing like Peter Parker has Aunt uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Miles has Uncle Aaron. Yeah. They both die. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. It still makes you cry. You know, and that's one of those movies that if you know what's happening, what's going to happen anyways, you still get emotional. Yeah. you're like, oh. Because it's got such a great soundtrack and the characters are lovable and they're funny and you're like, oh. 
So I'm sitting over with the green peppers, putting down pepperoni and such. Going, I got my pizza and it tasted like tears and sorrow. <laughs> I'm getting a little weepy thinking about it. Oh my god, Uncle, Uncle Aaron, uh, no. It. Yeah, R.I.P. for the homie. So no, so I get it, but I think that that's what, like I'm I, like I'm running through my head in all rom coms that I really like, can't I'm, think of many. That I oh, enjoy. see, I mean, they're they're all kind of the they're same kind thing. Of it's kind of how yeah. you gonna how are you gonna get to point C? You know where they start with A. You know where C is gonna end you up. But what's going on through B? And then so, are you gonna try and add a plot twist? You know. Yeah, usually not. No, usually. I mean, not usually with. I mean, rom coms. You think there's, there's like certain elements that go into it, where there's always you know the guy and the girl and they're like trying to fight it to each other, or it's a love triangle or a love square. Yeah. Um. Or you have where, like the Notebook, where time passes, but they still love each other. God, that's not a rom com. And then she ends up with somebody. Else. You wouldn't consider that a rom com? No. That's, that's funny. just a rom. Sad. That's just. It's, 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 there's hardly anything what's funny in that movie. It's a funny movie. The Notebook. What's funny about the Notebook? Yeah, in the beginning, where they're all happy, and you're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. where she's smacking them up. No, well, I don't. Not always smacking them up. And then that they, movie is not. That is not a comedy. Right Dude, look. If I don't go out like that, I don't think. I don't think oh. I, really go out. <laughs> I either want to go out like Jack on the Titanic. I don't want to go out like that either. <laughs> I, I refuse to watch that movie. I want to freeze to death because it just seems like it's just the most comfortable. Like, it, I'm really cold and then I go to sleep. Well, you're drowning. So also you can't breathe. So it's no, really- he he didn't drown. He was just dead. And she just, I love you. I'll never let go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, that was rough. Uh, it was a metaphor. Ugh. For what? Never letting go. Letting she go was gonna let poor? go, but she was never gonna let go. Sorry, you're poor, and I, I just can't hold you right. up anymore. I'm gonna go do a lot of life, but you're dead. Thanks for making me realize I love me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time to go marry some jerk. Oh, Uncle Ben. Uncle ben. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, spoiler what a alert. Weird thing. That spoiler been... alert. <laughs> Rose's Aunt May. Rose's Aunt May. She changed her name again. Good gravy. How many names you need, Rose? You're not that special. Well, you know, roses bloom in May. So maybe that's what you got. Yeah. Ooh, layers. Layers. Like it. Hmm. Mm. So, this movie stars a lot of people that at the time weren't necessarily big names because it was they were kind of the next generation of actors. But it did it did star Jody Lynn O'Keefe, Shane West, Marla Sokolov, and James Franco, just to name a few. I yeah, thought, I got it. I, I got thought it having Shane West and James Franco in it would be enough for you to be like, coolio. I had the biggest crush on Franco when I was little because he was in the one Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Oh God, the Green Goblin. Oh, he was the new. Well, you, well, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. I was oh, that movie. I was like, oh. He, they had no business making him so attractive. <laughs> what about Shane West? I thought you had a dealio for nah. him. Uh. Uh, he's got jank teeth. Hmm. You know how hmm. I feel about I jank teeth. I can relate. Mm-hmm. So, it also stars Aaron Paul, who would become best known for his role in Breaking Bad, which I don't think you ever really watched, I never right? watched that, no. I didn't either, but, like, I mean, obviously it was huge. I heard a lot about it, yeah. It's huge enough to where I know who he is, and I think his character's name is Jesse in there. And I never watched All it either. All the characters it, in that show are jank. It came on opposite of something else that we watched. We just never got into it. But, I mean, it's got the dad from 
um, Malcolm in the Middle. Hmm. And the premise is pretty cool. I mean, he's like how it started. Like he had he had cancer and he didn't have money for his insurance, so he started making meth. Yeah, yeah, the meth stuff. And then he did, and then he got, got cured from cancer, but he kept making the meth. It's the meth. It's got the money. Um, and Colin Hanks is in this as well, who is Tom Hanks' son. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Not- he played a really strange character on the show Dexter at one point. You know, I think I'm going to watch that show. Dude, I, I feel really like a lot of people keep talking about it because I was talking to, um, you know, the show You? Yes. Well, we brought it up in English because we were talking about um, feeling bad because we're going to read Frankenstein. Yeah. So she, we were talking about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, just to be sure. Claire. I think so, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, and we were, ooh, we were talking about how it makes you feel bad for the monster. Does. Because the monster isn't Frankenstein. It's Victor no. Frankenstein. Right. So we're thinking, you're, you feel bad for the monster who still goes and kills people. Just And then she was like, just like in uh, Dexter or in You. And I was like, I don't want to talk about that show because that show is, it roughs you up. <laughs> Gives you this guy and you're like, you're kind of rooting for him. But at the same time, he's a murderer. He's, all he wants to do is make the girl happy. Like, I don't know, kill some of my friends. They're ruining my life. Nice. That's the one where at the end the shoe he was looking through the fence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching that at work. Yeah. For the second time. <laughs> That's how I see these things now. Yeah. I see little windows of Beth watching things at TV. At work. <laughs> oh. Um. I hate starting. I, I don't like starting new shows, so I always end up watching old shows because I I, I fear that things are going to disappoint me. So I don't start new shows. I don't believe that Dexter would do that if you watched it. I think that you would actually really dig it and that you would have that same kind of feeling as you. I think from what you've told me about you, it's it's a very offshoot of Dexter. Mm. I know what happens in Dexter, though, at the end, because I watched the last episode with you guys. So Right, but it's coming back. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they're doing some kind of like little special or something like that. Yeah, he's coming back. So Mm. That's interesting. (laughs) Did not like the ending. No, was I, not, I can't. I remember that you guys. Not I was like, this is he's gonna leave. Okay, mom, we don't have to get into it. Um, this movie is a modern day remake of the Cyrano de Bergerac story. If you know what that is, I it's, don't. It literally is this same type thing where he helps somebody else get the girl and blah 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 and does mm-hmm. kind of like, um, I think that's why they call it serenading. You know, when you serenade yeah. somebody, I think it's Sarah No, Sarah. I think I don't know if that for a fact, but it, they sound very similar. So I'm going to say it. There we go. Um, the movie had a budget of 32 million and only grossed almost 10. So definitely did not do well at the box office and it was not a box office smash at all. Um, it also has some pretty crummy reviews and is seen as a typical run of the mill teeny bopper movie. I agree with. Yeah, you can agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, disagree with that. I think that this takes on the tale in, in an awesome way. I appreciate the storytelling. And more than that, given uh, I, I like the cast and I like the little tidbits in it. You I know, think there's little things that happen within the story. I agree good. with – I agree. I like the cast and I like the little funny things. I think this movie made me laugh. It just tries too hard. Yeah. It's, it, it's too much of it trying to like throw in your face of like – this is what we're trying to do, huh? And it's like, it lacked personality or uniqueness. I think with some, with a lot of, I mean, rom-coms, like, I'm trying to think of my, I have the bookshelf I have upstairs with, like, the DVDs 
of movies that I picked out when I was younger when I watched those. Sure. And a lot of those I really like because of how it stood out. I mean, heck, take New Guy for an example. I love that movie. And that movie, I mean, that's, I mean, I I think about that movie fondly. Right. I, I don't think it's try. It's very random and funny. And he, the whole thing with, you know, he realizes that the girl's in front of him the entire time type thing. It's, I mean, but this movie, it's just, like, it's, it feels like it was trying too hard to be, like, a 90s movie. Okay. I, hey, man, I, you, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, what would you say is a 90s movie, then? When you think of that, then, when you're saying, when you keep saying it's a 90s movie. Well, I what, mean, like, you know, uh so you know, I mean, it literally about, came out in 2000. It was filmed in 99. So when I'm trying to, you know, you know, when I talk about um, stereotypes. Yeah. Okay. So in this movie, you know, you have Maggie and Ryan. Yep. And you have Floyd. As yeah. soon as Floyd came on the screen, I was like, great. This is exactly like um, Friday Night. Oh, okay. You remember? Yeah. You have the attractive dude, the attractive girl. Who there's tension between them, yeah. and then the really gross looking dude who's always a freak and but he's funny, yeah. And it's like, okay, wow. I mean, and they had little mini freaks. That's not, yeah. And that was weird too because I'm like, okay, that kind of gives me like sixteen candle vibes. Yeah, which I love sixteen candles, but it wasn't, it wasn't where he has like it's like his own side story. They kept throwing Floyd and his gang back in every now and again, and it didn't make much sense. They would, they would have clips of him in the basement with the two other kids, and they'd just be, like, looking at TV or making comments about something. And it was, like, trying to add to the plot. Yeah. But it was choppy. Yeah. And it didn't make much sense to me. And it, it wasn't it wasn't good. And that's what I mean by that. While in, like, Fright Night, the dude, he's having, like, you can tell that he's having a conflict within himself because, you know, his friends treat him like garbage. They're not, I mean, he's, no one's going after the girl, and he's just like, bro. So he's like, fine, t- turn, me, turn me to a vampire. What do I got to live for here? So it's like, it makes sense. It's mm. layers there. Here's, it just throws it in there. I got you. All right. I mean, you have, you have where, instead of the friend stream like, garbage about the first part of the film, you have him turn around and be like, oh, give me a letter of the alphabet. Let's be mean now. That I mean, it was it was out of character for him, and it didn't feel natural because that's not who Ryan was. Right. So you're sitting there, and you're like, "Uh, this is forced." Yeah, but so then they uh, run off, and they're like, "I don't care. I don't want to be your friend anymore." Meh. All right. All right. We'll get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Um, the movie starts with a neat little stop motion segment of makeup being used and a girl getting ready to go somewhere. I'm guessing the school. Um, I did like the intro. The intro was kind of fun. Yeah, I like the. I nice like when I like when there's animation in the intros. We go like the brushes were moving around. And such. Yeah. Um, we then see Maggie and Ryan running to his car to go to school as well. Um, most likely what they're doing, and I do like that they were like, "Hey Ryan, hi Maggie." I'm like, "Hey, good. We know exactly who you are right off the jump." Yeah. <laughs> um, they talk about what they did last night, which is fake. We like, and then they tell what they really did, which was lame in comparison, which. I guess it's all perspective because, I mean, I wouldn't mind sitting around watching TV making a mixtape. I mean, that's 
That's I've tried to do that yeah, before. It's okay to me. I don't want to talk. I have a box upstairs full of like mixtapes and like a, a recorder and everything, and a device and batteries. And I tried three times to make it work because I wanted to, because I have a Walkman right. and it didn't. So now I just have a bunch of cassette tapes. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Really sad about it. Um, it's important to note that Ryan said that he picked he yeah uh, he picked up Ashley Grant in his in his fantasy because that's what he said. He's like, oh, I picked up Ashley Grant and we went out here duh, 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 duh. like that is his fantasy girl. Just so hope she doesn't have terminal diseases. Right. Um, <laughs> I like when they get to school. They show a guy get dropped off by the trash truck. <laughs> he like jumps off the back. Yeah, they do that again at the party. Yes. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. Maggie tells Ryan that he needs to get over Ashley as every guy in school loves her. Um, Ashley arrives at school and is like literally it's a it's an event, her arriving. Always. Like, everyone says hi to her. Every you know, guys all Google eyes, and the guy even crashes his skateboard and Ashley catches the skateboard and hands it back to him and says, like, Oh, are you okay? And like it's like, Oh, Ashley Grant, talk to me. Like, so they really build up who this girl is. Like she is the girl at the high school. Do you have anybody like that at your school? Me, obviously. Oh, other than, oh, there you go. No. So um, <laughs> no, all of us remember. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's different now. Middle school was high school for me. I mean, if you were middle school, I would have said yes. That we had a group of girls, and then oh, there's one I can't think of her name. Not but she stood out, and everyone was like, "Oh, I pop, 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 with her," and it was like, "Ugh." But now, in I mean, high school, we just we don't even see each other. Everyone's mixed with the other grades, so it doesn't matter. Right? It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, even now, even more so now with like COVID and everything. Right. I only go two days out of the week, so if that. So. Right. I don't have to go Thursday, or I don't have to go Friday. No, Thursday and Friday, you're out of school. Yep. Thanksgiving. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Floyd uh, is the kid that got dropped off by the trash truck. <laughs> so he joins Maggie and Ryan to talk about school. Meanwhile, we see Chris and his friends talking about how they are going to miss school and how Chris has all the girls in school loving him, except for Maggie. So clearly that's the popular group. Chris is the big guy. Ashley is the big girl. Um, he tells his friends that he still has four weeks to get with her. So I guess this sets the stage for the movie, basically. Um, Ryan bumps into Ashley and makes her smudge her makeup, saying, sorry about your mouth, embarrassing himself. She's like, nah, it's the first complaint I ever had. <laughs> um, we then see there's assembly put on by the nurse, who is Ryan's mom, about safe sex. Yeah, and you know what? This was the worst like and this and this goes into what I mean about the whole tryharding to like no way, no way that would happen. I mean that it's trying to be too funny here. That's you think it's comedy. too much. That I think that's way too. In what situation would that be okay? Yeah. Do you think any school would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do this. It'll be fun. No. In the nineties, it was. They wouldn't bring you into a freaking thing and then let the kids act, act the way they did. It's not funny. Okay. That's like, uh, what is it called? Potty humor. Blue. I think is what it's called. Yeah, potty humor. Blue. Ugh. Remember in SpongeBob, he's like, this guy's got quality. He doesn't have to work blue. Blue is a type of comedy where basically that's that. Yeah, no, so. I don't enjoy that. So, um, Chris tries to flirt with Maggie, but uh, strikes out with her 
uh, because of his tactics of how he does, like big time. She has no time for him. During the assembly, Ashley turns around and asks Chris if he can come by the house after school, but poor Ryan thinks she's talking to him, and he gets all excited for a second. Like He's like, oh, and then she's like, no, no. Chris says he can't because he's got plans. Uh, we then see the front of the school and the statue of the founder of the school, which is missing his neck. <laughs> so um, Floyd talks about he wants to become the next Virgil Doolittle who stole the neck and was charged with mayhem. Which I think is kind of a weird goal to have in life, but that's it's all for the same plot, right? Um, Ryan advises against Floyd doing so, but uh, he can't be swayed from his thinking. We de- we then see Cosmo real fast, but I think it's just to introduce the character because he's just kind of like, "Hi, Cosmo," and then we switch scenes. Uh, we then find Ryan playing the accordion on his balcony, which literally sits right next to Maggie's balcony. Like, they're really close. Um, they discuss going to prom because they have no one else to go with. And then the next day, Floyd and Ryan are playing baseball practice. And it's great because the coach literally is trying to pelt the kids with the ball the entire time. Now, did you consider that forced? Because I thought that was hilarious. No, I like that. He's like, come on, get in the box. Yeah, that one's funny. <laughs> Um, they discuss the fact that Ryan and Maggie are going to prom together, and Ryan says it's not a big deal as they are just friends. He then gets beamed right in the head with the ball and knocked down. Um, I like that he tells Floyd that he sees 117 fingers when he's asked. Mm-hmm. Um, they walk off the field, and the coach continues to pelt the next kid with balls. All right, guys, it's James, and it's that time again where we get a little bit serious. Um Basically, what I want to talk to you today about is your well-being and how you need to take it as seriously as you take your podcast choices. Um, there's a product, Hemp Vita. It's one of the most trusted hemp brands on the market and for really good reasons. Um, featuring only organic, American-grown hemp in every pot- potent product, Hemp Vita takes health and ingredient transparency seriously while providing you with convenient and easy-to-use products. One of the products they got is the Hemp Vita Hemp Oil Infused Pain Patch. This high-potency patch releases hemp extract over 24 hours, giving you a steady support you need day and night. Um, they've also got oils on there to help you sleep. They've got every kind of product that you can imagine that's really focused on pain management, and it's hemp-based, and I just cannot push enough about how this is going to help you guys. This is something that I really believe in. You can experience the Hemp Vita difference today by visiting HempVita.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P, Vita, V-I-T-A, dot com. Now, this is really cool. For a limited time, you can receive up to 20% off any order with this unique code, YESTERYEAR. That's going to let them know that you heard them on our show. And they're going to give you 20% off for doing so. So, guys, I really head on over, hempvita.com. Again, that's H E M P Vita, V I T A.com. And check them out. Get a little something. Get, get, get your pain under control in a nice, natural, healthy way. You know, the way that's going to make you happy and, and, say, and say, wow. I'm glad that I listened to James on the Yesterday Year podcast, and this guy, you know, he 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 led me right to what I need. All right, we're gonna now back to the show. Um, we also see Chris in the background looking at Ryan as if he's got a plan. 
So this is all Chris's thing, I guess, is when he's talking about a plan, this is what he's got going on. Um, Floyd takes Ryan for a surprise. And that I'm sorry. Oh yeah, he does. He says, yeah, he says, walk it off. That's, that's, that's coming up. Yeah. The, but the coach tells everybody walk it off whenever he did get pelted with a box. I mean, a ball. Um, so Floyd takes Ryan for a surprise and they go to take him for the floor show. Ryan and Floyd are supposed to go, but only Ryan goes and Floyd says he owes him. The guy takes him down to a locked door and pushes him through and it turns out to be the girl's locker room. Ryan does everything he can to hide and escape, but not before catching a glimpse of Ashley showering. Um, Nothing like nudity or anything like that, just in the shower. Um, He finally escapes out and Chris is waiting for him, which I thought was really weird. (laughs) Like he was waiting there by the door. Yeah. Um, Chris follows him and propositions him with a deal. Uh, Chris will help Ryan get with Ashley if Ryan will help Chris get with Maggie. I actually like this because um, while they were talking, another student was talking too. I'm, and I think that's, uh, I like that that uh, that they did that because usually in movies these you have people like in crowds and they're like shouting at each other and like nobody's paying any attention. But here you have these people, they're talking and the other, somebody else is like, oh yeah, blah, 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 not even involved. So, yep players and such yeah i really like that too i actually talked about it um at first he's hesitant until ashley walks up and he says deal and that, that's what i was gonna say i love the druggy guy in the background interjecting himself into the conversation the entire time as well <laughs> he's like he's like yeah ashley oh oh you know he's just mm. he's like yeah do it and so and that guy just keeps randomly showing up him. throughout the yeah, entire movie <laughs> so ryan is talking to floyd and cosmo about the plan and floyd is saying how great it is so they start the plan and where ryan sends maggie poetry from chris chris sends an email to ashley from ryan saying that her hair looks butch <laughs> so i think i think that's funny because it's a, it's not a nice email. It's a mean email. And it just he's like, yeah, but your hair looks... But he's like, trust me, it'll work. Um, Chris is adamant that it's going to work by causing Ryan to stand out amongst a crowd of guys who say nothing but nice things to Ashley. Ryan and Chris head out into the hall with Floyd and Cosmo in tow and run into some of the popular girls that Chris knows. He introduces them to Ryan but calls him Brian. And they're all like, are you new here? <laughs> He's like, no, I've been around. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think I've seen you. Um, Then they say that they should come to a party. And Chris says, yeah, be at Ashley's Grants tonight and bring Maggie. Um, Maggie goes as a favor to Ryan. And Floyd and gang get dropped off by a trash trunk again. Which, and they couldn't get a ride. They got to get the trash truck. This guy's just literally getting dropped off by trash trucks the whole time. Thanks a lot, Dad. And I'm like... Man, you're really... Quality. Yeah. Um, Ryan is enthralled by Ashley and follows her to the bathroom, and she tells him to go ahead. Um, And he's like, no, that's okay. She's like, why not? And Floyd shows up and says, because he has to take a dump. Of course, he doesn't say dump. Yeah. (laughs) And and poor poor Ryan's mortified, and Ashley just slams a door in his face. So we then see more of the party going on, and Maggie looking and feeling out of place. Um, so Ryan meets up with Chris and then Ryan approaches Ashley about the email and she throws a drink at him. Chris approaches Maggie about the poetry and at first she's impressed, but then he says stupid crap. So she dips out. 
Um, Ryan comes to talk to Chris about the situation, and both of them are displeased with the outcome so far. Um, Ryan tells Chris that is he is too cocky and tells more about Maggie, for instance, that she volunteers at a nursing home. Uh, so Chris tells Ryan and Ashley... Um, ooh, I lost my place. Uh, that Ashley isn't exactly into him either. Um, he tells... He tells him that girls like Ashley like guys that are jerks. He asks him if he wants her or not and then pushes Ryan into Ashley, causing her to fall into the pool. Uh, she's not pleased and thinks that Ryan did it on purpose. Um, poor Floyd tries the same tactic with the other girls by throwing fireworks on them, but uh, all he does is just burn them up. And so it doesn't work. Um, instead, they just go get three big guys to rough them up. And he's like, "Yeah, you want to check out the rest of the house?" And he yeah. like, and the other girls like, "Oh man, they were into us." Because he's like, "Why are you so dressed up?" Because because mm-hmm. Cosmo showed up in a suit, and he's like, "But I look good, right?" And he's like, "And they were like, yeah, his mom just died." Yeah, <laughs> like earlier today. Yeah, like earlier. And the girls just look puzzled face at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Why is he all dressed up?" Um. So. Chris and Ryan sit and discuss what's going on. Maggie decides to leave because she's like fed up with the whole situation. And she goes on her own. And they're talking about what they need to do and what the girls want. And later that night, Ryan walks, wakes Maggie and talks to her about Chris and tells her how he asked about her. Because he's like, you know, he's trying to hype him up. Ryan tells Maggie to send Chris the famous Maggie Carter soul quiz to see how he'll do. So Maggie does send it, and of course, Ryan takes it, and he aces it. Because, I mean... I thought it was funny that he, uh, cause he was all like, she sent me like a midterm test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She sent me some kind of midterm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. Um, but yeah, but he takes a form, which obviously, he's going to know everything about her. Yeah. Um. So, see, that's what I would—I would have sort of been a little suspicious if I was Maggie because she's supposed to be this really smart girl, right? Mm. So you grew up with this guy next door. You guys know pretty much everything about each other. Like the mom even says, you guys know each other's moves. Yeah. And then you get this other guy who's you've rejected for like seven times, and he's clearly this horrible person, and you've had all these awful interactions, and suddenly he's sending back stuff where he knows things about you that only this one other guy knows. And this other guy is trying to force him on you. It's like, mm, I would have been a little suspicious of you, my guy. I mean, like, are you taking these tests for him? Maybe. So. Yeah, for somebody to do so well for you. I, I mean, even, like, later she talks about how he has layers. Like, she's. Yeah, she's because she's blinded by it. But she's like, oh, oh, he's just shy. Yeah. I mean, they talk about um, insecurity a lot with, the, um, with Ashley. Yeah. I mean, same goes with. Poor Maggie. Yeah. I mean, they hype. They talk about it a lot with her. Her mm-hmm. only ever hanging around about with, you know, uh, Ryan and the guys, and only being around the guys, and not going on any dates, and not knowing anything. So she's got to be, you know, she doesn't have a lot of confidence in herself. So then you get this uh, this guy who's like, head football dude. Yeah. Coming at you all the time, and then suddenly, he's following you around, showing you all these interests, and he's you know maybe has some things in common with you, and so you're like, okay, well I guess this is a little suspicious, but I'll just go along with it. And then the whole thing with the at the theater play things, and he calls you beautiful, and you're just like, all right, I guess. Maybe you're just shy. Maybe you just actually 
maybe you're not as dumb as I think you are, and you actually do have layers and everything. Gotcha. So she's just blinded by it. But the fact that she doesn't question it more in the first place with the whole, you know, only my best friend would know these things. Yeah. Like, it's too perfect. I gotcha. So. I gotcha. That's just part of, the, like, the convenience part I was talking about. Yeah. Just, you do, you do like, talk about those. Um, so the guys do convince the girls to go on a double date, um, basically using their own tactic, like talking about, oh, no, he is a sweet guy underneath and everything like that. And, of course, Chris telling Ashley, like, oh, he said, you're not interesting and nothing. He doesn't see anything special, but, like, using their their ways to get it to happen. Um, while getting ready, Maggie has second thoughts and wants to cancel. Maggie calls Chris to cancel, but Ryan calls him as well to help him out. This was so funny to me. I love this scene. Him. He helps him some, but then Maggie tells... And he tells Maggie that her mom fell down the stairs <laughs> to buy some time. Oh, your mom just fell down the stairs. Miss Carter, are you all right? Like, looking down the like, like he's dialing frantically to help or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when Maggie calls Chris back, he accidentally puts them both on the same line at the same time. So Ryan talks using the recorded equipment that he has as if he was Chris. Um, he says all the right things to Maggie to convince her to go on the date. And I like how Chris keeps a little list of the yes, reason he's going to kick Ryan. Yes, I love this. Yes, because I, I, I thought that um, Chris and Ryan had a really funny dynamic. I liked the two of them together. Yeah. And I really liked the checklist because yeah. it was, it was, he was writing. You know, Said conceded. dad's on crack. Yeah, conceded. <laughs> and, but his handwriting was awful. Yes. It was horrible handwriting. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really thought I really that he's like, scene. or maybe I should just cut all this wimpy stuff out. And she's like, no, it's nice. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so they do go to the fair together, and both guys are struggling bad. Uh, before that, can we mention how he gets almost completely naked in the window, and she like looks at him playing the accordion and everything? Yeah. The the, the window balcony thing is very risky. They've definitely, I mean, like, I agree. there are no curtains. Right. They just leave they that just thing leave it just open the entire wide time. Open. Yeah. It is weird. It is weird that they have, like, almost face-to-face balcony. I, th- I think if I was looking at a house and buying a house and... I would not get that. I would probably look at that and be like, mm, I'm not sure about this balcony Yeah, I situation. especially wouldn't put my, my child in that room. Right. Right. No, that's that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, he does. He dances around singing, uh, play that funky music, white boy playing the accordion. So, Which I like that he played the accordion. I thought that that was different you know you always have these people that are doing stuff and he he played the accordion. i think it's I too different was, oh see i think that's one of the things that's kind of like you're saying you're trying thing. too hard oh man you're killing me this episode had he been like playing guitar or something i would have been like okay playing uh, guitar well plays music no the accordion it's flashy and it's like haha we're different but it's actually just really this, the same all right so as i said they go to the fair together both guys are struggling uh, they started to get the gist of it, though, although Ryan does not want to be mean still. Like, Chris is telling him, be mean. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. So they buy drinks for everyone, and Ashley downs hers before they go on the octopus ride. <laughs> and while she's on it, she throws up all over Ryan. <laughs> yeah, well, so. gross. That would have been mortifying. See, and that is another thing, as even if I'm not the most popular girl, yeah, throwing up on somebody else, this guy. I'm not gonna recover from that. I would have been so embarrassed. And she's just she's just like she's just like oh, it's what happened. She's all yuck, yeah, you know, like like it's his fault. Yeah, I was like oh no, I would have. I don't care who you are. That would have been mortifying. 
No. I would have been like, my life's ruined. I just threw up on this other person. No. Ryan asked for Chris's shirt, but he's like, no, I'll get cold. <laughs> so poor Ryan has to go win one of a, at a game. He does win one. It's a child size looking Furby shirt, which looks ridiculous on him. Like it's like a midriff. No, it cropped up. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, we also see that Chris gave his shirt to Maddie, Maggie, because she was cold. <laughs> so I was like, Scrabby. Yeah. Um, so he's getting a bit more with the strong silent type act. Um, he notices. So that's what he's doing. Ryan is still trying to be nice, but Ashley is basically ignoring him over and uh, treating him pretty crappy. So they are on the Ferris wheel and the guys are talking to the girls and, the, and Ryan starts to be mean to Ashley and it actually works. She gets his attention uh, or he gets her attention, I guess you'd say. Like she's like, like he's talking about the jeans and the rhinestones and everything like that. And she's like, no way, blah, blah, blah. Like now she's talking. Um, Chris is talking with Ashley and finds her, uh, he lacks the words when Ryan isn't around. Um, I like that he's like, I like your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Because he said that again, and it's his shirt. He's running out of things to say. And I see that again, as as the smart girl that Maggie is supposed to be, I would have been like, ugh, you lack personality. I think it's just that he's so attractive. Yeah, I mean, somebody that's so attractive is, is interested I mean, That's how fair. how far are you going to let things slide to be like, I can change them? <laughs> yeah. It would have been really easy. <laughs> I can change them. It's okay. Um, So they're dropping off Ryan and Maggie, and Ashley once again looks disinterested. She's like on the phone like she doesn't care. But when Ryan gets out, she gets out She's as well. Bri-bri. Yeah, bri-bri, right. To say goodbye. And he like puts his hands up to like shake it, but she sucks his finger. <laughs> All seductively, which is like really weird. It was really funny though when you pan back at the car, and then uh, he, yeah, Chris is gonna say bye to Maggie. So he held all his, <laughs> puts his finger up like She's all like, uh, like, shakes his hand. Yeah, she says, says good night. Um, so Maggie is still unsure about Chris and says she is not sure that he has any heart. Um, the next day, Chris and Ryan discussed the night before, and he um tells. Ryan or Brian, however you want to say it, um, that Ashley's still not sure about him. Um, so Chris invites Ryan to play some football with them to show that he is tough for Ashley. Um, and he basically gets his butt kicked all over the place. Uh, like during this football team game, it's like, it's just nothing but just to sit there and continuously keep giving him the ball to get pummeled by these huge dudes. Like they are not high school kids. They're no, like they're men. Like convicts. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but he does impress Ashley and she tells him to pick him up, pick her up at, uh, 7 a.m. So now it's Ryan's turn to get Chris in with Maggie. So he takes him to the nursing home to volunteer. And he's like, <laughs> I think that's great. I like this scene. Because he's like, these people smell. Yeah. He's like, I hate it. I don't want to be here. And he eats the jello. And he's like, she's not eating it. And then she's like, where's my jello? Yep. Yep. He's so out of place that he eats the lady's jello. Um, that he's supposed oh, to be helping. Gosh. Um, and then gives him the guy next door. Yes, and that guy was so funny because he was like, Can you, "Why are you here? Can you help me?" And he like spills the pee. Yeah, and, the and Brian's all like, "Bruh, dude, chill." Yeah, oh, it went that everywhere. was so funny. It was horrible. He's like, "Can you help me?" And he was like, "Like how you know, in like waiters and movies, will do yes. they spill everything everywhere on purpose?" 
Yeah, it, it was, was like the, it was gross. It was awful. But I like that when he gave the other Jello, and she's looking at it all suspect because now it's green, and he's all she's all. Um, yeah, Maggie weird comes in. Jello. It was. It was cut. Like mint Jello. Yeah. No, thank you. Nope. Um, Maggie comes in and sees it, and uh, that Chris is helping, and says that he comes. He says he comes there all the time to volunteer, which is like. Yeah, Again, never seen you if you, here. yeah, I've never seen you here. Only one other person knows I actually work here. My best friend, Brian, yeah. Brian, whatever you want to say. And now you're suddenly here. Mm, suspicious. Yeah. Um, the old lady is like, I have to go to the bathroom. It's number two. <laughs> Don't and drop me now. Maggie's like, do you need help? And she's like, mm, he's like, what do you want? Chris to help you, and she's like, mm, "That'd be lovely." <laughs> so she, he just picks her up. He just he husks just, her yeah, up, and he chucks her in. Chucks her she's in like, there. Don't drop me, and he chucks her in there. That's it. All kinds of ugly, and I literally he chucks her in the bathroom because yeah. <laughs> she's all and she's all. <laughs> yeah, she was pooping when she was when he was carrying her around. That's <laughs> oh, crappy. So, he then offers Maggie a ride home. Um, yeah, because the old man was in the back. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she accepts, but says she does. She has to go by the school theater first, which Chris doesn't even know exists. He's like, the school has a theater. Um, so then they're at the school theater, and Chris looks mad, bored. Um, while Ashley gets set, she's like setting up the props and doing the flowers and all that kind of stuff, and he's just like playing with the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, Maggie asks Chris. Why he's so into her, and Ryan feeds him a line just out of sight, like he shows up just in time. Um, Ryan sees Maggie for what she is and calls her beautiful. Uh, he then feeds Chris. Chris says ends up saying it as well, and then she gets a little like, what'd you say? Um, he then feeds Chris more lines that are his feelings and seems as if Ryan may be realizing what he would have with Maggie. So I think that's a little bit of that, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone type deal. And of course, like you said, it's it's plot fodder, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's what you have to notice. Um, so later that night, Maggie and Ryan talk about the two being couples and how it seems that someone messed with fate. They also discuss Ryan's parents and how his dad used to play the accordion for his mom and said every note was for her. The next morning, Ryan is driving Ashley to school, and she is telling him about how she got her legs waxed, and she's also got a new belly button piercing, but she's wanting his approval for it. She's like, I'll take it out if you don't like it, and blah, blah, blah. Um, They see his friends waiting for him to pick him up, but Ashley tells him to drive off so they don't get home. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Floyd was drawing the short stick, like always, with these movies. It's always the third wheel. True. Um, Floyd seems to understand of the situation at first. He's kind of like, you know, at the baseball practice, he's like, dude, I get it. There's going to be casualties of war. You know, I'm, I understand for what you're doing. It's cool. But then at lunch, it goes south when Ashley sees Ryan with his squad of friends to make her happy. He basically dumps all over them, calling them names in order to save face with Ashley. Um, and that's the I part just, you were talking uh, about yeah, earlier. Yeah, because at first he's like, why do you got to call them freaks, dude? Yeah. Because he's, like, he's sticking up for them. Right. And you're thinking, okay, this is a good move. Uh, honestly, what they should have done is at this point, when he's just about to get the girl that he always wanted, he sticks up for his friends, which makes him look good in front of Maggie. And Maggie's all like, oh, this is the, you know, the Brian that I know, the Ryan that I know. 
and and then they're like, okay. And then she and then she's all like, oh, I don't even want you. You're awful. He's like, whatever. I don't need you anyways. And then he goes and he tells Maggie, and he's like, look, I don't. You know, this guy's doing this. This is what it was. And then suffer the consequences there. But instead, he sits here and he dogs all over his friends. Yeah. And then they leave him. And then Maggie's also like, that wasn't cool. And then she leaves him. And it's yep. like, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's bad writing. Yeah. Oh I just and then then they do the whole thing. In this next scene, where they're at Ashley's or at the dinner place, yeah. and it's like f- comical relief, but it didn't have to have happened. I gotcha. And they could have had the same if he had started to be like, "Whatever, I don't need you there." Then she would have been all crazy about it too. She would have been like, "Oh, I love you," like she was later on when he was like, "I don't need you." Yeah. So. Yeah, Ryan tries to chase after Floyd to make up to him, but Floyd isn't having it. And like you said, even Maggie at some point is like, you know. This isn't worth it. You know, you're you're, right. you're dogging your friends, man. Um, Maggie is hanging with Chris at the beach and having a good time, but she's still out of place. Because she's like, I really like your outfit. And he's like, I like it too. And she's like, eh, great. Because the other boys are doing stupid crap. Um, while Ryan and Ashley go to dinner and then to her house. So Ashley says she's going to take a shower and jokes about him maybe joining her. But when he does, she screams and kicks him out. Um, she has like some kind of, what is that? Shaving cream on her upper lip. Yeah. She had shaving, she was <laughs> she like shaving her face. She's like, that. how much did you see? And he was oh, like, nothing. Yeah. Um, then she comes back out and is like, where were we? Like nothing even yeah, like, happened. It, like, again, with the whole, like, I would have been mortified. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That would have been, it would have been really, really hard to look past that. Yeah. Here's a guy I've thrown up on. And also this is just saw me shaving my face. Yeah. But then he sees her feet oh, they that were, have all kinds oh, of they fungus were horrible. on them. They were horrible feet. I mean, again, how do you be this preppy girl with all these fancy towels? Like, all the towels had her letter, like, A on them and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, and then your feet look like that, and you're okay with it. Right. No. No, I'm sorry. I don't care how shallow you are. Nice. Her whole thing's about being self-conscious. I would have been self-conscious about the feet. Truth. So Chris and Maggie are also out at Casablanca and they're making out. So basically Chris is getting more and more of what he wants. Um, Ryan asks Chris about how Maggie is doing and he is like, don't worry about it. I got it from here, bro. Um, Ryan talks to his mom about Maggie and how he does not know what she is up to. And that's what you were saying. You, they, you know, they used to know each other's every move. So what's up with that? Um, the next day, Ryan and Ashley are out at a restaurant, and Ashley acts like her normal self, important self, you know, I'm I'm better than everybody, making fun of the waitress and complaining about the cake she ate all of, and the poor little waitress says she'll pay for it herself. And I have a little bit of PTSD with this, <laughs> with, with customers acting as if, well, I didn't like this, so you have to, I, like, I literally was kind of like, ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I feel the poor waitress on this one. I was like, man. I got a cake in her teeth still, too. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, Ryan has finally had enough and says, it's done. And he's going to basically, he's he tells her, like she had said, a tiger can't change its spots. <laughs> Which, of course, a tiger doesn't have spots. Yeah, spots. Um. And and he he dips out on Ashley and she's sit there. I love you, Brian Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Brian Ryan. Yeah. God. Well, your parents hate you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So um, he goes to school to confront Chris about it and overhears Chris's plan about Maggie and prom night. He says that it won't happen and that Maggie is better than that. But Chris says she maybe used to be better than that. But then Ryan stepped in and changed all that. Ryan is trying to make, trying to make up with Floyd at baseball practice, but Floyd isn't having it. Um, Ryan asks about Maggie, but Floyd has nothing to say to him about it. And um, at this point, Ryan nails the ball back into the coach that's always trying to hit him and tells him to walk it off. So that's why earlier when uh, he's saying walk it off when he gets hit in the head, um, he tells him to walk it off, which is funny because he's like because the coach is all ooh because he he usually he's ducking all over the place and for this he was not moving whatsoever. Um, when Ryan gets back home. Ashley's friends are on the porch asking what's wrong. And uh, they want to know what Ashley can do to get back with him and to take him to prom. And Ryan says, short of camping out on his lawn and begging profusely, it's not going to (laughs) happen. So Ryan sees Maggie trying on her prom dress. And Ryan tells her about what he and Chris did. So he comes completely clean. Yeah, this is also, it's a really way, really bad way to confess. Like he was all like, you know, we did this. And also, I love you. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. You just sat here and manipulated me. Right. Thanks a lot. You, yeah. You're supposed you, to be my best friend, and you sat here, and now I think you're lying because yep. this guy is supposed to be this perfect dude, and you know now you're just trying to sabotage us because this isn't working out for you. So yep. I mean, I felt bad for Maggie. Here. Yep. Instead of being happy to hear the truth, she says she doesn't believe him. Um, he does also confess how he feels of her, and she calls him pathetic. Um. We find out the theme of the prom is Titanic dreams. <laughs> and Floyd's like, those people died. <laughs> I like that. I um, but Floyd gets an idea from that. Ashley does, in fact, camp out at Ryan's lawn, begging him to take her to prom. And he says, fine, just go home. So then Maggie is on the way to prom with Chris and crew. And they dog out Ryan about being a geek and playing the accordion. Uh, Maggie even joins in on it. I mean, she's the one who says he plays the accordion. Uh, Ryan picks up Ashley and everyone makes it to prom. Um, I think it's great because when they get there, they're taking pictures and they like keep taking pictures for 20 minutes. As you see Ashley right, in the yeah. background, yeah, yeah, like yeah. posing all over, like, I'm like, and he wasn't moving. No, he's just standing there. Um, Cosmo has a recently divorced mother that he takes to prom. Oh, dude, well. Cosmo was getting it. He's like, Daddy, he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, and she was like, oh no, oh god, yeah. Like, we talked about this. Right. Oh no, <laughs> poor Cosmo. So Ashley goes to check her makeup. So Ryan dances with his mom, who gives him fatherly advice about it getting too late, um, and motions towards Maggie. Uh, Ryan takes off to get his accordion while Floyd and crew set up for their plan. Ryan gets the music stopped and tells Maggie that every note for he plays is for her and then plays melt with you um, on the accordion like his dad used to do for his mom. You know, basically the big love motion, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. Um, meanwhile, Floyd uses the keys he stole from the... Uh, Rent-a-cop guy, whatever his name is, he doesn't really have a name, to open the gym floor to the pool, and everyone starts falling into the pool. Um, I like to have the girl that Ashley was mean to chucks Ashley yeah, into the pool. Her in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan jumps in to chase after Maggie and Chris while Floyd is looking to take responsibility for the mayhem. 
they have no suspects, so Ryan says that he saw Floyd do it and plan the whole thing. So that way, Floyd gets the notoriety that he wanted. And this is like that little subplot you were talking about, how they just kept like having him pop up the here and there yeah. instead of just being a, like a background character. Um, a specific cop overhears it and says that he'll take care of it and pulls Floyd to a cop car. Ryan makes it to a limo to drive after Maggie and Chris, and it turns out that Ashley's in the back of the limo already. He's <laughs> like, how did she know that that would be the limo? Whatever. Um, so, I think it's a limo they took to get there. Yeah. So Ryan makes it to the hotel and puts Ashley into one of the rooms to get rid of her. Uh, Maggie has Chris tied up and quizzes him again, and he gets it wrong. Because he's like, which one of the nine stories was your favorite? He's like, the long the one. The long one, yeah. No. Um, so she asks him how does it feel to be played and leaves him there tied up to the bed with the door open after taking a picture of him. Because she's like, you know what? You're right. This is how we're going to be remembered. Um, the stoner kid that always seems to pop up finds the hotel room uh, that key that Ryan threw at the door and goes in to find Ashley. So that's not good. Um out, good for him. I guess, yeah. Out in the woods, we find that the cop has taken Floyd to dig a hole. He finds the neck for the statue at the school, and it turns out the cop is Virgil Doolittle, his big-time fanboy that he, you know, for mayhem. He tells Floyd to think about his future and leaves him there. Ryan finds Chris all tied up and graffitied, so he returns home. And calls out to Maggie, who has a sheet up on her balcony, like, go away type deal. So that way he can't see, which I'm kind of like, why does he not have Why, why do you not have, have curtains? curtains? Yeah, curtains. You don't need this whole thing. But whatever. It, it made it more dramatic. Um, so he jumps the balcony and, and tears it all down, basically, jumping into it. And tells Maggie how bad he feels and that she should, but that she should be with him. Um, she lets him off the hook and they kiss. And we then find Floyd with a blowtorch. And at the statue, and he puts the neck back, but he puts the head on backwards, like upside down, like really weird. And that's pretty much how the movie ends. So, your overall thoughts on it? Predictable but funny at sometimes. Predictable but funny sometimes. I'll give you that. Um, for moves wise, how many moves would you give it? I give it a three out of five. You you still gave it a three? It wasn't awful. Wow, I didn't. I was expecting you to give it lower. Um, you know what? I'd give it a three as well. Yeah, I think it wasn't that's... anything fantastic, but it wasn't a bad movie, right? You know, it's it was just it was really predictable and it was trying too hard, but it was funny still. Now, you would know? you consider this a date movie? Because that's the kind what of what do you mean date movie? Like some like maybe like it's your first, second, third date with a guy and he's like and he's like hey you want to go see a movie and it's like yeah he's like oh let's go see whatever it takes it's kind of like a romantic comedy like would that be in a oh well i mean i guess if you're putting it on like that if it's at the theater and you're gonna watch something like that i guess but if i was at my house and i could pick any movie i'm not gonna pick this one Mm. you know what i'm gonna put on into the spot verse. <laughs> You're such a n- nerd. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you react to that movie the way I react to that movie, yeah, you're. I'm gonna put a ring on it. <laughs> you better be crying when Uncle Aaron sacrifices his life for miles. You're just sitting there staring at the guy, just waiting. When this part's coming up, and I, I better see some glistening yeah, I eyes see some on tears. you. I better see some tears. 
Um, you know, maybe we'll review that one. I I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's it's maybe we'll do it. It came out like uh, two years ago, I think, two three. If even, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely the been next the movie's last... coming out. Did you see what they're doing? Um, I know we talked about it last episode. Um, the different Spider Mans, but they actually for the next Doctor Strange movie, they're doing Into the Spider Verse with the stuff they had. They're they're bringing back Andrew. Uh, they're bringing back Toby. They they gotta have um, Doctor Tom Strange. Holland. Yeah, Doctor Strange. I believe that's what his name is. Oh no, I know. I'm mean, that Doctor is Doctor Strange into multiverse. Oh wow! Yeah, Doctor Strange in in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, they had a where is the one I'm thinking of? It was a. They're gonna have the spider spider peoples. So are the, all the different actors actually gonna be in it, or just their version of their Spider Man? Let me see. No, I think they're. Hmm. I'm trying to. I don't remember. It's- I think it's gonna because what it is is they, it's the different universes, right? Yeah. So then they're gonna have. I think some kind of thing but they're gonna come out as well and be like where are we um gotcha and that's really weird or maybe maybe it's in spider-man 3 with tom holland and then dr shroom is in that one i i saw but i saw a picture um where it was saying yeah dr strange and spider-man 3 and you can see this it's gonna have all of them I'm really excited for it because that's wow. what that's what the one dude who plays the electric guy was saying that that's what I was talking about how he leaked on his Instagram Jamie, Jamie Fox yeah how he leaked on his Instagram talking about the multiverse with Miles and everything and so everyone was like what and, and so we're really excited so then and then the um, Spider Man into the multiverse comes out the part two part comes two out. yeah and will that be with Miles again or is that going to be this is so 2018 is what it comes in. It's um, not twenty. Oh, when it, it came, came out, out, it came out yeah. twenty eighteen. Wow, it's already see. been that long. Um, wow. Yeah, into the Spider Verse two. Com- oh, it comes so out twenty twenty two. It's not next year, but the year after, October seventh, twenty twenty two. That sucks. Wow, that's that's like that's years. A- that's two years that's away. Two years away. <laughs> well, maybe they'll have some stuff in between that'll be kind of like wet your whistle type stuff. That's true. So that's true. And then you can be like, oh wow, it's just like this. I'm so excited, Dad. <laughs> I am really excited. I haven't, I haven't checked in on this. Why is v- Venom gonna be in it? Maybe that'd be crazy. I love Venom. The, that movie too. Yeah. No, I yeah, love Venom. Know. I think it's weird how much you like those movies. Not weird, but I, I just, love I think Spider-Man. It's, I think it's interesting the, the whole, that you like. And honestly, if I was a comic person, like if we had the comics for it, I'd read those too. There's just so many. Oh my gosh! And to so start many. where I am and now, I wouldn't Spider-Man, have time for it. Like the Amazing Spider-Man 2020, 29 or something like that. It was like they they really went all over the place with him, which is cool. I like that. I like that they're you know that they you know they're like well how come this Spider-Man can be like this and this Spider-Man can be like that and you know you, you know how it is because right. there's a Spider Verse because there's different versions of Spider-Man so that's how it is and i like that right and you know i like all the butterfly effect stuff too and that's what a lot of it is have you ever watched uh, that yeah. movie what the butterfly effect i don't think so oh, that's weirdy no i first heard about the butterfly effect from uh that one until dawn until dawn that game oh gotcha yeah cool well as far as whatever it takes goes you have anything else um favorite character yeah um favorite character 
uh, would probably be Cosmo. <laughs> Mine was the uh, the one-liner guy who kept showing up randomly. Oh, okay. The druggie? Yeah, the drug guy. Gotcha. Least favorite character? Um, is Ashley. Um, just because I think you're supposed to not like her really, and I just don't really care for Mine her. Mine was Maggie. Really? You because didn't like I didn't, that? I didn't like she that she sold herself be, out? Uh, yeah, she's supposed to be the smart girl, and then she ends up turning around and being like, uh, she kind of contradicts. You I know, gotcha. Ashley, predictable. She, I think she was kind of funny, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, favorite scene? <laughs> um, favorite scene would probably be... Oh, gosh, it just left my mind. Um, we were talking about it earlier. Um, mine's, I, mine's a tie between the old man with the bedpan. Yeah, the bedpan. Or when he's writing down reasons why to beat him up yeah. on the notepad. Mine would be at the nursing home. Yeah. Because just really because funny. it's just hilarious to me. Cause, and then just also just because, you know, they had two old people who actually were acting and, and doing that. And I thought that that was funny. Like... That 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 they had the actors and actors. Oh, can you help me with this? And Pete going everywhere and everything. Yeah. Like that, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's all for me, though. Cool. So overall, you're not too enthralled with it, but it's not a, it's not an absolute loser for you. Yeah. I got you. I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate your story. Um. So some trivia. Um. James Franco. And Marla Sokoloff, who played Maggie, actually started dating while filming this movie. They dated for five years, from 99 to 2004. Who? Maggie and... And Chris. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, they actually really did date for a while. Um, this movie, and I noticed this actually and brought it up to your mom because there was a uh, a scene, like, literally right in the same spot that they filmed. Um, the movie is filmed at Torrance High School in Torrance, California. And the movie She's All That which came out in 1999 was also filmed at this high school and Jody Lynn O'Keefe, who co-starred in that movie also co-starred in this movie. Hmm. Do you know that she's all that movie where the, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's it doesn't sound familiar. Freddie Prince jr. And he takes the girl with the glasses. That's an, all into art and everything like that. And she cuts her hair and they go on a date and it's kiss me out on the manly panel. What's it called? She's all that. Yeah. No. No? You probably would have the same feelings about... The, there was there was a lot of movies that came out around the same time that have this same kind of storyline type deal. Um, yeah. So... Shane West portrays Ryan in this film, a nerd who falls for a popular girl, but in a walk to remember, he portrays the very non-nerdy yeah, actually, cool guy. I thought about that as well. Um, who falls for a girl. Now, what do you think about that? Now, that's not a rom-com. That's just a romantic That would be sad. Story. Yeah, I is. can't. And then it pulls you in, too. So you have to sit down and watch it, the whole thing. And then she's all, I want a butterfly tattoo. So you get to the wash away one because of her dad. And then she... When she dies, let's look at the stars. He's all like angry. He's like, "You should have told me. I wouldn't fall in love with you." And she's like, "I never told you to fall in love with me." Like, <laughs> and then the dad gives him the Bible. Oh man, I'm telling you what the relationship with him and the dang dad at the end is oh. like. Oh gosh, you turned out to be a really good guy, and he likes you, and you got ma- yeah. That was rough. How do you, I, mean, I don't understand. How, you can't love anyone else after that. You don't go on after that. 
you're you live you're, oh, well, I your do, old man sure. from up oh, oh shoot god yeah you i mean you you find that's sometimes like with when they talk about like high school um sweethearts yeah that is what i imagine meeting someone who completely changes your way of thinking and your life view and your outlook on everything and they, i mean they make you feel better and you want to keep living you want to keep going on at each day you're looking forward to seeing this person that is that's love i mean they portray it so well in that movie with him because mm. she's like you she's like this is who this isn't who you are truly and i can see that and you know that and they help each other become better he helps her live a little bit more before she dies yeah and then at the end he stays that way but there's no way that after that he's like i'm ready for another relationship no he's gonna i mean <laughs> there's yeah. there's no way there's no way i could go on after that I, I i would be so sad to have lost this person and that i would believe that i would never feel anything like that ever again with anyone else wow that deep I mean, that's, I mean, with the notebook. So, I mean, just... Rip. Because we're talking about rom-coms. I mean, I mean, rom romantic movies. They're rough. I mean, that that was a true love. I watched a movie that... I don't think... It wasn't a romantic comedy, but it was... It had Ro, uh, Robert Patterson in it. In it and Is I only it watched it... Water for Elephants? No. No. I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, I it, it was that. on Netflix... And he's talking the the movie trailer. He's talking to like the little girl, and the dad's angry at him. Dad hates him, but he works in a, one of the nine eleven buildings. Oh! And at the end, that's when it happens. It's nine eleven, and it, he dies. And you're sitting there, and the screen goes black, and you're like, "What the, what the hell?" You, you didn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. And you're sitting there, and you're like, "You just what? What was the point?" Right. You know. And I think I think that they that what is the point is a really good thing to go off of with, with romantic comedies because you're sitting here i mean and like with this movie you don't have that because you know he just randomly realizes oh he goes from thinking of her as a sister to being like oh yeah i guess she's pretty yeah. guess i like to date her that's not i mean what is that but in a walk to remember he sits there and he's like damn this girl is actually something else you know she is i mean he thinks i mean from the start from the get-go yeah. he catches her attention yeah that's not what happens here. No. And then at the end, she dies, and you're like, "What's the? What was the point of me falling in love with her?" And then the dads all like, "The lesson you learn, and you, you're a better person now." Thanks. Right. <laughs> that was Rough. Deep. You went deep on me there. That, I mean, I just you know you know how I feel about talking about things and everything. Yeah. Um. So in this movie, the prom takes place in the real gym at the real Beverly Hills High School. And it's the same school that was used in the movie It's a Wonderful Life in 1946. And in both film, a prank is pulled where the gym floor opens up uh, to an underfloor swimming pool during a dance. It's, if you ever uh, if you ever watch it, like in Black and White and the, in the Wonderful Life, they're dancing backwards, they're dancing, dancing, and they fall into the pool. And um, I want to say it was freshman year of high school. Um, a bunch of the seniors told us that the pool was underneath the gym floor yeah because our school was was old but it's not even old um my friend sydney lives up there yeah she moved there and like, they used to have like huge front yards and everything all the houses and everything they oh, tore wow. we t they tore they, 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 they tore down a lot of the houses to build the school there oh 
So she was telling me about that, but like later on, and but they told us the senior children like, oh, this, this, you know, they built this school in 1987, and they used to have pools underneath there. So you know, be careful because sometimes the pool will open randomly, and then you have to, you'll fall in. So I was like <laughs> talking to my friend Cameron about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, what am I, what am I gonna do if the pool opens? I can't swim. I'm just gonna drown. And then you have a real case on your hands there, huh? And and then he was like you're stupid there's no pool underneath the gym and i was like what do you mean he's like look at the floor where would the pool open there's no dividing line and i was like um you know the wax (laughs) wax Well, you see right here with the wax that's too much damn pools under the oh you're funny that is too much man you went really deep on this This is rom-com but you went deep on it so i'm a deep person i'm trying to think about <sighs> I'm sure, like, later I always think of, like, ten more movies that are rom-coms. Yeah. But, like, right, I can't think of... Well, I mean, movies. I can think of some, of course, but that's not going to help you any. You're like, great, I didn't see that. Great, I didn't see that. I'm just trying to think of other rom-coms you might like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's funny to me because I used to say that rom-coms were my favorite genre of movies. Yeah. But simply because I liked romantic movies as someone who was always alone... Sad. But because I, I like I like I like watching people fall in love. I like yeah. reading people falling in love. I like books like that. But I like action movies. I like horror movies. I love horror movies. I like when there's thrill in, in you know watching like Star Wars, you know, and the Mandalorian season two just came out and watching those and being like, wow, yeah. So Baby Yoda eating eggs. I don't know anything about it. I just I know, don't that know people had about problems. It. Yeah. Oh, people had problems with it. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. doesn't surprise me. All right. You got anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. We're going to wrap this up tonight. I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and listening to our 31st episode. We do diply diply appreciate it more than you can imagine. And, of course, best way you can say you love us is to give us that five-star review on iTunes or whatever you listen to. I think you can even leave reviews on our website now. So... Um, you can go to the yesyearpodcast.com and leave one there um, or leave us a voicemail, which is really awesome. Um, you can go to twitter.com at forward slash yesyearpcast, instagram.com yesyearpodcast, facebook.com forward slash yesyearpodcast. We do have the Truffle Shufflers uh, group. Our secret question is the host names, James and Beth. Um, we do have Patreon if you'd like to support us in that way which is uh, patreon.com forward slash the nostalgia group. Uh, shout out to Greg Revan for doing our intro and outro music. And as always, we say we love you and we say good night. Say good night, Miss Beth. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.